Uh, episode 62. Maybe it's 63. Or 76 this podcast. You know what we're going to talk about. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my good mind. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 62. Uh, might be 63 of the 476ers podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Brian. As you can tell, I am sick again. Uh, COVID doesn't quit. It just keeps coming. You know, it's uh, it's like a Mexican boxer. If you know anything about boxing, you know, Mexican boxers, uh, they go forward. Uh, they don't defend themselves. Uh, and And I have defended myself against it however it's still coming forward and it's it sucks it's not fun so anyway uh that's not the reason why i'm so sad though if you watch the games you you know you know why i'm sad you know why i'm irritated it's funny because last night i started doing a little research with some digging because i seem to remember as 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 last night's game was starting i i had this Weird feeling. And then I see uh, Joe's not playing. And we'll talk about that in a second. Joe's not playing. And I start getting PTSD. You know, I'm I'm, st- I'm hearing gunshots. I'm seeing things exploding in the background. And I'm like, what is, why do I feel so poor? Why does my energy feel so bad right now hearing that Joe's not star? I mean, I know why generally, you know, Joe doesn't play and it's never good for us. But why do I feel this way, right? And I'm like, oh, after the game. I go back into the catalog of of my podcast from last year. And I'm like, oh, I remember. Because my episode, Chalk It, which was my most listened to Sixers episode, was after a Cavaliers game. And ironic enough, well, this is not ironic. You know, if you know me, you know I hate misusing irony. Uh, uh, Coincidentally, the Cavs game last year preceded the Knicks game. This year, the Knicks game preceded the Cavs game. So, so you know, coincidental. Same outcome. We beat the Knicks, lose to the Cavs. Last year, lose to the Cavs, beat the Knicks. Um, and last year, what happened was Joe Joe started the game, hurt his shoulder, and disappeared into the Raptors we did, to never be seen again for that day. And then does not play against the Knicks. This year, he dominates the Knicks in another MVP performance. And then in an LVP performance, decides he's going to sit this game. I don't know if he decided or what, some sort of back tightness. I'll talk about Joe in a second. And it's it's just deja vu. It's deja vu. Because I'm watching our team, and it's like all of the things are coming back. Everything is coming back. I almost want to just talk about the next game first. How about that? Let's talk about the next game first. Get myself in a good mood because I don't want to start so low because who knows where I finish. If I start if I start low, I finish uh, in the abyss. So I start high and then I can finish on the ground floor. Maybe. We beat the Knicks. We should beat the Knicks. The Knicks are not good. All right. Let's be clear. The Knicks are not good. Um, Joe play, uh, Ben plays good defense. I, I know a lot of people are giving Ben complete credit for shutting down R.J. Barrett, but I thought, and I haven't rewatched the game, and I wanted to, but I didn't. I thought I remembered a couple people defending R.J. Barrett. I know the people who Ben did defend, according to the the, the statistics that they showed last night on the Cavs game, finished, uh, I think it was like three for 13 or something like that, which is eerily similar to Toby's numbers from the first game, but, you know, whatever, we won't go there yet. Um, 
Uh, he played good defense, though. I just don't know if he completely is the reason why R.J. Barrett stunk, other than I just don't think R.J. Barrett is probably that good. Uh, I think he's okay, but, you know, we should we should temper our expectations for R.J. Barrett is all I'm saying. Um, but the Knicks game I thought was interesting because Joe, you know, Joe showed that MVP thing, right? MVP, like, like, like that MVP player, when they get to that point, they realize, okay, I am, you know, you pick your spots, you get your teammates involved. And then when your team needs a bucket, right, this is like the Chris Paul corollary. You get your teammates involved. And when your team needs a bucket, you step in and get one. And that's what Joe was doing against the Knicks, because I don't know if you guys remember, but the first half of the Knicks game was a little tightly, was very tightly contested. You know what I mean? They had the lead at one point in the first half. And Joe essentially at that point would be like, okay, it, everyone, good guys, relax. Give me the ball now. And, and then he do, he absolutely dominated the first half, I thought. Uh, and then in the second half, he just didn't need to do much. You know, just, just kind of out there playing playing good defense, um, trying to, you know, it seemed like at one point he was, he, he made the effort to keep Mitch Robinson off the offensive boards. Um, actually grabbed a few offensive rebounds himself, you know, to trying to, uh, you know, kind of keep us, keep us ahead. And, you know, at, at a certain point we take over in the fourth quarter, that's game, you know, uh, we go in the third quarter run. Um, and I thought in my mind, I was like, see, this is MVP right here. This is how an MVP plays. You know what I mean? This is when you're an MVP, this is exactly how you're going to play. Just get us, g- g- keep us, keep us afloat, keep us afloat. If you need to close, close. Otherwise make sure that we don't lose the lead. Well, uh, that's the end of the next game, right? Not a whole lot to glean from the next game other than again, still, still with, I don't like the rotations we're going out there with, you know what I mean? Uh, especially cause in the next game, our bench seemed to, I don't want to say they, they, they took a step back necessarily, but they did not, they were not as effective as they were, uh, in the first game. You know what I mean? They were not as effective as they were against the, uh, against the wizards. Um, so against the Knicks, our bench kind of sort of struggled. I mean, we can't stop Alec Burke for whatever reason. You, you know, go figure. We can't stop Alec. We can't stop point guards. We, there's no guards in the NBA we can stop. There's not one of them. Alec, we can't stop any of them. Uh, but I thought Seth played well. Danny was shooting well. Toby played pretty good against the Knicks. I mean, listen, Toby is, you know, was getting absolutely baked by by Julius Randle. Now, to be fair, Julius is looking like he's playing himself into some sort of all-star consideration without question. But yesterday they blow out the Bucks. Then he finishes with, I think, a 27, 14, and 7 or something like that. I mean, he looks good. You know what I mean? He looks really, really good. Good for him. Um, so of course he dominated Toby. It's no, no surprise. You know, Toby played good defense for one possession in the preseason. He made me believe that he was now a good defender. And then pff, that's the end of it. I haven't seen good defense from him since. Um, and I don't want to hear the shit that, that, that Allah and that, and that, uh, 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 zoom off are talking about zoom and Allah. I don't want to hear it. He's not playing good defense. I don't want to hear it. So fast forward to the Cleveland game. Um, uh, right before tip, Joe has tightness in the back. It's interesting, right? Because Seth, Seth hurts his, it seems like he probably gets a stinger. Not only does he get a, it seems like he gets a stinger against the Knicks. Not only does he stay in the game, he plays yesterday against the Cavs. The Cavaliers, they played a double overtime game on Saturday against the Hornets. Uh, and in that game, Kevin Love hurt his calf. 
And then Kevin Love played last night. Now he hurt his calf again and had to sit the rest of the game. I think that was in the first quarter pretty much. But he said, I'm going to give it a go. Joe, some tightness in his back, apparently. I'll talk about Joe in a second. Now let's talk about Joe right now. Joe, listen, if you're injured, you're injured. All right, be, let me be clear. Let me let me put out this disclaimer. If you're injured, you're injured. I can't, there's nothing you can do. I'm not, I'm not here telling you to play through injury. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need to really consider when you're, how injured are you though, right? I mean, you got tightness in your back. Does that mean that you're like, mm, boop, ah, a little tight. You know, I didn't sleep great last night. Woke up, you know, eh, I'm not feeling the best. A little tight. Is that it? Or is it like, I can't walk? Because I'm going to be honest, during pregame, you were laughing, smiling, shooting. You look fine during pregame. Now, obviously, it's pregame. That's not a game. So, I, you know, I'm not comparing the two. One is one thing. One, the other is the other thing, right? One is practice, and one is a basketball game. But you need to start considering this because, again, this goes back to I'm not I'm not demanding that of you. I want to demand that of Ben or Toby. You want to know why? Because Ben or Toby haven't said that they want to be MVP, that they want to be uh, defensive player of the year. They want to be first team all NBA. They want to be first team all defense. I, they're not saying those words. I haven't se- I haven't heard those words. I'm hearing those words from you, Joe. I'm hearing those words from you. And you are right now the king of putting your foot in your mouth because after all the talk about the playoffs and going out against the, the 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 Raptors last year was a fucking dud. And then we get swept out of the playoffs last year. And that and listen, I'm not going to revisit game four, but you know how I, I I recorded my podcast and I came right for Joe because he deserved to become four. He, he was sleepwalking through game four, elimination game. And Toby, who gained my love from that game because he was fighting his ass off, broke his face at one point, said, no, I'm going to keep playing. So, so yeah, well, well, it's game three. It's an, of course, it's only the third game of the season. It's a little bit less important. There are going to be times when you're seemingly really injured, and you're going to have to really miss games. Was I just need to know, you know? And I this is a rhetorical. Was last night a game that you had to miss? But it's important. You know why? You know why, Joe MVP? You know why you're the MVP? Because you opened my fucking eyes again. Because you opened my motherfucking eyes. Because I had forgotten. God forbid me. I had forgotten. I'm a sucker. I'm a fucking sucker. I love to be street smart. I consider myself street smart. I consider myself someone who doesn't get fooled easily. And yet I've been fooled. The wool over my eyes. The thickest of wools. A sheep so magnificent whose whose fleece has been garnered by the gods, has been placed in front of my eyes to convince me that Ben Simmons is a superstar basketball player. And that Toby is like an all-star almost. Because they're not. Because they're not. That's why you're the MVP, because you you reminded me of something that I had long forgotten. You know why I forgot? I forgot because we went out in such a pathetic manner against the Celtics that I had convinced me for a, a brief moment in time that Ben Simmons is as important as Joe. Because if we had Ben, you, you want to believe. But now I'm thinking if we had Ben, we would have still got swept. Maybe we lose in five. Because that team had quit on Brett is really what happened. Now, as I'm really playing that back, the team quit on Brett. Our leader, Joel and our MVP quit on Brett. You know what I mean? And that happens. Look, I'm not, I'm not finna talk anything about it. That happens. And look, let me be clear real quick about something. I just want to say something real quick. 
if you paid attention to the to the NBA last night, the NBA is in a bit of an upheaval right now. And I'll probably I might do another podcast breaking down the NBA over the last couple of days. Um, but all the favorites lost yesterday. The Celtics lose to the Hornets. The we obviously get we obviously get blown out by the Knicks. Obviously the the Clippers. I don't even know what to say about the Clippers. And look, we can make all the Paul George fun of Paul George, but Paul George should stop talking. You know, he was saying he should just stop talking at this point. But um, he's not that bad. I'm going to be honest with you. He, he's no way near that bad of a basketball player. Paul George is fantastic. All right, he is a top. Right now, he's probably a top 20 guy, but when he's going, he's a top 10 guy. It's, 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 it's easy. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be clear. It's like a top 10, top 15 guy, maybe. Because well, I think the top eight guy. It's hard. It's hard to judge because when you see guys like Jamal Murray show up in the playoffs and go off, how Jamal's not a top. He's like a top 20 guy during the regular season, but then in the playoffs last year, he was like a top five guy almost. You know, so how you know how do you measure that? Like, what? How do you measure that? Right? I don't know, but. Paul George is better than that. I mean, that was a very confusing game last night. Um, the not the the Knicks blew out the the Bucks by twenty. Just confusing results happening in the NBA right now. It's all it's just confusing stuff. Um, and we fell into this trap. You know, maybe it's just first Sunday back to back Christmas weekend. You know, maybe I don't know. You know, I don't, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any excuses because why are teams? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, so, so whatever, give ourselves a little bit room of, of breathing room, I guess, uh, even though we probably don't deserve it. Then you can't be a superstar player if you're going to go into Cleveland and be down 20 by halftime in the second quarter, six minutes into the second quarter, you're down 20. You can't, you can't be a superstar. I'm sorry to tell you, Toby, you can't be an all-star. That Cavs team. Now look, the Cavs have some guys I like. I like Darius Garland. All right. I like Colin Sexton. Okay. I like uh, I like Chetty Osman off the bench. Okay. In their starting five, they have two guys who may not be starters anymore. They may have a few guys. I don't know if Colin and Darius are starters. They're playing really well right now, but they're undersized guards. They're both undersized guards. You know what I mean? They're undersized point guards, essentially. Um, how far can you get in the NBA with that, with undersized point guards? I don't know. Um, so are they really starters in the NBA? Maybe. I I, I don't know. The, the, listen, the jury's still out on them. Let's say that. The jury's still We don't know if they're starters. Let's say on, let's say on their best, because we got blown out, they are definitely starters in the NBA. Their starting small forward is Larry Nance Jr. He's not even a small forward. He's a, a small ball five, regular basketball power forward. He's a power forward playing the three. He's not even a tweener like Toby is. Toby is a tweener. He is not a tweener. He is a power forward, and he's playing the three. He is not a starter in the NBA. Kevin Love, is Kevin Love, any, is Kevin Love a starter anymore in the NBA? I don't think he is a starter anymore in the NBA. I do not believe Kevin Love can start any longer. Okay, I don't believe it. Andre Drummond, he's a starter for sure. No question, he's a starter. Although we we've long known that Andre Drummond's numbers after when Joe came, people were like, "Oh shit, that's right. This is a good center. This is a center who gets a lot of numbers but never wins games. He just doesn't do anything. All these numbers do nothing for your winning. You know what I mean? A lot of cheap rebounds and bullshit rebounds and bullshit points. 
but not doing a whole lot. He, even though he's uh, the master of getting three, four steals and three or four blocks, but he's also not a good defensive center, right? If you know basketball, you know. I've talked about this. Assists don't mean that you are uh, – assists don't mean you're unselfish. Blocks don't mean you're playing defense, and neither do steals, okay? Um, even even the, the, the Covington, the Covington uh, deflection – which convinced people that Cub was a lockdown defender. And now people are, re- you're hearing more and more people realize, well, Cub really isn't a lockdown defender. He's an okay defender. He's really a power forward defender is what he is. Cause he's super long. He's tall, kind of slow footed. Uh, he's not slow footed, but he can't guard threes. He's not a lockdown defender. He isn't. I'm sorry. Um, and I had said that years ago when we, when we traded for Josh, I, I remember having a conversation with someone where I said, yeah, Josh is a more, in my opinion, is a more versatile defender because he can actually guard ones, twos, threes, could even guard some fours in some matchups, depending on that. It has to really depends on that matchup. So while Cove can guard fours and fives and play passing lanes, Josh can play passing lanes, guard your one, two, and three. You know what I mean? To me, he's a more versatile defender. Um, just a better defender. That's not the point. Josh, Josh, who's absolutely lighting it up, by the way, in the in the NBA right now. You know, wish we had him, but we traded uh, we traded him for Seth Curry. I like Seth though. I don't like this is not to shit on Seth because I really do like Seth. I, I like how he's playing so far. He's not as good as Josh is though. Um, so Ben, I'm getting off topic here. COVID is scrambling my brains. Ben, you can't be a superstar. I'm sorry to tell you, you're not a superstar basketball player. You know what I mean? How could you be? How can you be a basketball superstar player? Let, let me, let me, a superstar basketball player. I'm sorry. Let me look at his numbers real quick from last night. I don't remember them off the top of my head. Let's see, Ben. 15, 6, and 4. Yeah. How can you be a superstar basketball player? Last night, the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis didn't play for the Lakers last night. Now, look, the Lakers are a, very, are a good team. They're deep. But Anthony Davis is their second best player on certain nights, their best player. And AD didn't play last night. LeBron stamps the game early. They blow out the Timberwolves by 20. I think LeBron played 28 minutes. I think they, they both played the same amount of minutes. LeBron obviously had better numbers than, than, than Ben. No question about it. Toby had better numbers than Ben, somehow. Toby, hey, good for Toby. Listen, let me give some credit to Toby real quick, because Toby's shooting seems to have... He didn't find a stroke, let's be clear, because we, we've seen Toby do this before. He gets high, and then he gets ice cold. Uh, but he's, he's shooting well over the last two games, and, and the really, it's the difference. The difference is this. It seems like Doc really hammering, please stop fucking dribbling the stupid fucking ball, Toby. Seems to have really hit him some, finally hit the key. He's catching and shooting. I mean, the catch and shoot is crazy. It's, he's almost in the air when he catches the ball, and he shoots it. You know what I mean? Last night, just on a couple transition baskets, catching, immediately shoot. So we could please keep doing that when Joe comes back. No reason why you can't do that when Joe comes back, okay? Um, still, but getting dominated on defense, you know, getting played off the court on defense. I don't know what he's doing still. You know what I mean? As as just different guys are getting off, different guys are teeing off. Uh, you know, Toby scoring on him. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Kevin Love scoring on him before he's injured. Then there's a, a couple of plays where he's supposed to be guarding Nance and Nance is – Drilling threes on us. Larry Nance, who's never shot a three-pointer in his motherfucking life, starts drilling threes, whatever. And then Dwight. It's like everything went, everything came to a head. Because you remember, because again, back to the golden fleece that's been pulled over my eyes. 
watching Dwight off the bench, you're like, man, Dwight's looking good right now. Dwight, Dwight looks like he might be able to be a starter in the NBA the way he's playing over the first two games. Boop. Then you remember why, Dwight. You remember Dwight. Oh, Dwight. I, rec- I recognize you. I recognize you, Dwight. This is the Dwight who couldn't play in the finals. We forgot. I didn't forget. People forgot. People did forget. I didn't forget, but I thought Dwight was still looking good over the first two games. People forgot that, yeah, Dwight played well against the the the, the Nuggets, essentially just beating the shit, like kidney-punching Joker whenever he got a chance, doing all types of shit to make him uncomfortable. But against the Heat, he couldn't get on the court in the finals. This is that Dwight. Just stupid fouls. What did Dwight finish with yesterday? Nine points and three rebounds. He had better game. He had a better game against the Knicks off the bench. Crazy, right? Started last night, but had a better game off the bench the night before. Dwight cannot start. So now we remember. Oh, boop. I remember now. Dwight can't start in the NBA. This is the Dwight I recognize. I remember this Dwight Howard. Uh, Seth Seth did not shoot well last night. Again, he hurt his shoulder. So it's not really a surprise. I thought Seth played okay. I, I actually like Seth. I like Seth's energy. Tyreeks, Tyreeks is hitting a little bit of a rookie wall, I think. I uh, finished with six points, 22 minutes, but um, he shot an air ball three-pointer. Uh, was not, it was not a good three-pointer. It was not great. Um, he, he's struggling a tiny bit. I still like Tyreeks, though. Don't worry about that. Shake, Shake is struggling, coming back. He's coming. He's not coming back down to earth. He's plummeting. He's plummeted down to earth over the last two games. He did not really play great against the Knicks. Uh, what was the numbers against the Knicks? I have that over here. What did Shake finish with against the Knicks? Um... Let's see here. Shake, shake, shake. Do, 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 do. 10 points. He had 10 points against the Knicks, six points yesterday, plummeting against. He's, he plummeted. He's plummeted down to earth like a comet. He's like, he's like, uh, he's plummeting like the Armageddon comet. And we have to send Bruce Willis up there to sacrifice himself. Um, Mike Scott played okay. Tony Bradley, I actually thought played okay, uh, which is a surprise because in the preseason, I thought Tony Bradley looked horrid. Uh, but yesterday, I thought he played okay. You know, he had a couple, a couple nice blocks. I, I thought he played okay. Uh, Furkan. <laughs> uh, let me wait so I get to Furkan. Matisse played nothing. Matisse is nothing. Uh, poor, poor, poor Matisse. No offense. He has no offense. No offense. <laughs> no pun intended, right? No offense, Matisse. You have no offense. Um, Terrence Ferguson played yesterday. Isaiah Joe hit a basket. Dakota Mathias lit it up. Had eight points. Um, just, just flame throwing immediately. Um, that's good for Dakota. I'm glad to see that. Anyway, I'm I'm tired of Furkan. Furkan, two back-to-back stinkers. Uh, did not really play well against the Knicks. If I'm if I don't if if I don't remember correctly, hold on, let me pull that up. I hate. Yeah, there you go. Okay, let's see. What did what did he finish with against the Knicks? Actually, uh, nope. He had three points. Yeah, that's what I thought. Three points against the Knicks yesterday. A fucking joke. Four points. Uh, an improvement, I guess. Uh, I think he finished one for seven shooting. And Furkan, for whatever reason, has – it's like Alec left. JJ was the original holder of the green light. He carried the green torch of the green light. Okay? He carried it and passed it off then to Alec Burke when we traded for Alec. Alec then grabbed that green torch and said, this is my green light. I will shoot all of the things. I will shoot forever. And then when Alec left, he handed it down. He said, Furkan, it's your turn to take stupid shots and shoot us out of games. And Furkan said, I will do that for you. 
And he took that green light, and he is trash. He's lit the trash on fire with the green light. Furkan, I am about fucking tired of. I am about to Listen, we know Furkan don't have hot games. I get it. No problem. Right now, I am about fucking sick of watching Furkan play basketball. My man shoots horrible. I've never seen someone worse at floaters try as many floaters as him. Every floater he shoots looks like he's never shot a floater before. He shoots like two-handed floaters. It looks like he thinks he's playing volleyball for a second. And every time he shoots it, it clanks off of something. It's a floater for a can. How did you brick a floater? I've never seen a floater brick. But he's bricking floaters. It's, it's, it is physically, according to physics, the laws of physics that have been handed down by Albert Einstein and other geniuses and fucking Isaac Newton, the sir, the Sir Isaac. Sir Isaac said that what must, that everything must fall, essentially gravity. And then Tyrese and, well, not, not even, but before Tyrese, guys like, like D'Angelo Russell and Steph and Kyrie, they showed that you could float a ball in such a way that it could defy those laws. But yes, yeah, somehow Furkan has adopted the floater and has Right, he's he. It's like you know how Goku used to go train, and this is for my my anime heads. Goku used to train in those rooms that have elevated gravity. He could get stronger, so he raised the gravity by a hundred to get stronger. It's as if floaters shooting. It's like it's like Furkan is shooting floaters in those rooms, the way the balls plummet into the rim, and and I mean they almost demolish the rim. They almost they hurt the rim. You hear the rim ah, every time the floater hits it. Furkan looks, it, it, Furkan is abusing my eyes when I'm watching him right now. Just looks pathetic. I, I don't quite understand, Ben. I just, ah, I don't want to trade Ben for James. But last night reminded me why James is so special. Two things, James doesn't miss games. Let's be clear. He, he, he would have stayed overnight in New York last night. Let me be, let me be clear. Saturday night, he would, have, he would have given 35 to the Knicks. Joe would have still dominated. And then he would have went to the strip club. And maybe Joe would have went with him. Hopefully not. And then he would have went to Cleveland the next morning, showed up. You don't know sleep. A lot of players don't. Listen, basketball players don't sleep. That's nothing new. If you know anything about basketball players, they don't sleep. All right? Showed up, no sleep. Smelling like cigarettes. And would have gotten into the, you know, warmed up, got onto the court, would have looked at Dwight. He said, oh, something's, something's different here. Who's missing? Dwight, you're, you're starting today? Dwight would be like, yeah. And James would have been like, oh, what? That's the, you didn't start yesterday, right? And Dwight would be like, no, Joel started. And then James would be like, oh, shit, Joe, that's right. We have him on our team. Well, Joe's not playing? And Dwight would be like, nah, he has a tight back. And James would be like, okay. And James would have went. Given the Cleveland Cavaliers who are trying to guard him with the likes of Darius Garland, <laughs> Colin Sexton, Larry Nance. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> and James would have given them 45 and 15 assists and nine rebounds. And we would have walked out of Cleveland with a win. We'd be 3 0 right now. <sighs> I get it. 
you know, I again, I, I I'm not as the wool while immense while it's been pulled from my eyes. I'm not quite there where I'm saying I'm willing to trade Ben for James because again, uh, just because James had 44 and 17 against the, the Trailblazers doesn't mean I forgot that James has lit that franchise on fire and that James essentially every year it's a new thing with him. Every year it's a new thing with him. You know what I mean? I haven't forgotten that. But I did remember that Ben can't, 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 can't carry a team. He can't. He can't. Our record now, and I don't have the numbers, but I remember last year our record, we have a losing record when Joe doesn't play. And that makes sense. Joe is excellent. Anytime you have one of your main guys injured, you're going to have a losing record. Except that the Bucks last year, when Giannis missed games, they won. They won games. Chris Middleton is better than Ben, obviously. Does more. And now we're back into that weird thing now where we're going to now be hearing Brandon Ingram is better than Ben Simmons. They'll forever be inextricably connected. Ben, Brandon, and Jalen, they'll always be connected. Because it's going to be like, who's better? Jalen is, is, a, is a cross between the two. He's a cross between B.I. and a cross between Ben. Great defender, very good scorer. And then there's Ben, great defender, no, no offensive ability, as he's just barreling into Shetty Osman, getting offensive fouls called on him because he has no semblance of offensive talent that allows him to do anything that makes any fucking sense on a basketball court sometimes. And then B.I. over there doesn't play defense anymore, but is putting up 30. Giving people 30, just handing out 30s. You know what I mean? Here's a 30 for you. He's like Oprah of 30 points. And Ben, ben just doesn't have it. He don't that I reminded now. Ben don't have it. You can build whatever team you want around Ben. It will never be that good. I've re, I've remember I've recalled. I've, I'm reminded. You can build whatever team. Put all the shooters around Ben. Unless those shooters are Clay Thompson and maybe Chris Middleton. You need elite shooters. Not only do you need elite shooters, or like Steph, not only do you need elite shooters, you need guys who can break down the defense around Ben. So you maybe you can put Ben with James Harden. Maybe you can put Ben put Ben with Steph, Ben with Kyrie. He'd probably be great in those in those situations. But thinking that you're going to just put Ben and surround him with four shooters, nah, it's not going to work. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not going to work. Because that's what last night was. Other than than, than uh, Dwight Howard, and we've seen him do well. We look, we've seen him do well with with Al Horford last year when Al wasn't in the year before when Al wasn't really shooting. The year before, we saw we've seen Ben do well with centers who who don't stretch the floor, but we lose the game. Now Ben has also been more aggressive in those games offensively. Ben is driving to the rim right now on on Andre Drummond, who is prone to foul people, and is just avoiding contact. I mean, you know, doing all these weird flip shots and contorting his body, and he thinks he's Kyrie, but he's not. Bitch, go into them and try to dunk. And get a fucking foul. Get a foul and get to the line. How did you? How could you? How could you? Listen, the Cavaliers, this is wrong. They're not 4-0. They're 3-0. Why does it say this? We're 2-1. and one. I don't, Whatever. It's not important. The Cavaliers, they're 3-0. Okay. They're not. They're, listen, they're not that good, man. Man, none of those dudes can check you. Not, there's no one there that can check you. There shouldn't be. 
come on. You're a superstar? You can't be. You can't be a superstar. You can't be a superstar. Toby, you're not a fucking all-star. Are you kidding me, Toby? And then at the end of the game, listen, I get it. I get it. We as fans take a lot of this way too serious. That's, I'm doing this power. Who the fuck am I taking it too serious? That's who I am. I'm the guy taking this shit too seriously. But I'm reminded because earlier in the day, I watched the J.J. Watt uh, uh, interview. You might have seen this after they lost, after the Texans lost again. And J.J. Watt is going off, talking about if you're not, if you can't get yourself up for games, even when you're trash, even when you're foreign, whatever, because the fans are out here, the fans give a fuck. The fans are coming. They're paying money to see you. They want, they, they're invested. They give a shit. They need something from their everyday lives to distract them from the impending motherfucking doom that we're dealing with, whether it's the fucking president, whether it's this motherfucking pandemic, whether it's lonely Christmases, lonely holidays in this fucking year. They need a distraction. So when I'm sitting here and I'm watching the Sixers play basketball and I'm looking on the bench and I see Ben and Shake and Danny laughing about things, what the fuck is so funny? Oh, I know what's funny. The joke's on us. Oh, shit. I got you. You laughing because y'all motherfuckers put the joke on us. Because you convinced me to look dumb out here saying we shouldn't trade you for James Harden. Looking like a fucking idiot. If you're watching last night's game, how can I, in what way could I stand by that? The Rockets, I promise you, the Rockets said, speed dial, Daryl. Hey, D-Moore. I don't know if that's what they call him. Hey, D-Moore. How you doing? And D-Moore is like, yeah, you know, uh, peace for China. And he was right to say that, by the way, but whatever. Peace for China. And they're like, so, you thinking that Ben versus uh, Ben for James Harden deal? Daryl say, well, what are you thinking? And they're going to be like, ah, I'm going to be honest. You're going to have to give us Ben picks, uh, maybe even Toby. Because after I just watched Ben, Daryl, I watched Ben just play the Cavaliers. Did you watch that game, Daryl? Daryl's like, ah, you know, I saw some of it. I didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. Good try, Daryl. You watched the whole game. Ben looks like trash. And you think that we're going to trade you for, going to trade James for Ben straight up? Well, James is being a jerk to you guys. And, you know, is it? We don't give a fuck if he's being a jerk. Did you just see what he did to the, the, the Trailblazers? Overtime game? He just put up 44 and 17 assists. Guys, he has 17 assists and 44 points. Did you see that, Daryl? Daryl, ah, you know, I missed that game. You missed that game, Daryl? Come on. You missed it. You missed it right. Miss me. How about that? Miss me with this bullshit. You think you'll give me Ben for, for James straight up? You can ask a D. You're going to have to give me more for that. Boop. Hang the phone up. Daryl goes back. Hey, Doc, what's up with Ben? Doc's going to say, I don't know what's up with Ben. With his horse. I don't know what's up with Ben. That's, it's, not a good, it's not a good impersonation. I don't know what's up with Ben. Honestly, Daryl, did, did Ben know that this was a regular season game? Doc. Yeah, they all knew it was a regular season game. Daryl, okay, hang up. End, end scene, scene end. There's no way you could trade Ben for James Harden straight up. There's just no possible way. Not after last night's game. Not only did James put up 44 and 17, but he had one of his most efficient games that I've seen in a while, honestly. I think he finished uh, 14 of 24 and uh, 14 of 16 from the free throw line. I think he was six for 13 from three. Wild efficient. 
wild efficient. Just a basketball savant. You know, it's all that's all James Harden. It's just a basketball savant, honestly. Strip club savant, basketball savant. Ben. Ben doesn't even pass the ball in any way that makes me happy anymore. Remember when we first got Ben? Ben was doing all the things LaMelo Ball does now, right? Where it's like, wow, what a pass. This is incredible watching a pass. He's not even doing shit like that anymore. He don't even make passes that I'm like, oh, wow, what a pass. You know, now it's just be a basic. It's not even entertaining to watch him right now. To watch him fail as he drives into the lane, as he careens off of somebody and gets an offensive foul. I mean, Toby's never been fun to watch. I mean, that motherfucker, bro. Oh, my God, yo. I don't know what you could do with Toby, honestly. Again, like I said, if you're trading Toby, you're trading him for backups. You know, you're trading him for backups. You're saying, hey, hey, Kings, we'll take Demania. Uh, Maybe maybe they'd move Harrison Barnes because Harrison doesn't do a whole lot for them right now. Um, But you're not trading Toby for anything of consequence. You know what I mean? I promise you're not trading him for anything of consequence. I mean, why would you? Who would who would dare trade for Tobias Harris in that contract? Who would dare? Who would dare? We're getting the firsthand experience as to why Toby doesn't stay with the team. We're getting that firsthand experience because you see from a distance, you're like, man, this dude scores 20 a game, three good three-point shooter. Why? You know, why are people always giving up on him? Oh, shit. I see it. I see why people give up on him. I give up on him. I give up. You've you've beat me into submission, Toby. I'm I have submitted. You've beaten me. Ben, I give up. You don't go against the Cavaliers and get blown out by 20 in the second quarter. You just don't. It just doesn't, it's just not how the NBA works. <sighs> just exhausted. I'm exhausted. I never thought I'd feel this way again. You know what I mean? And Doc is now getting firsthand. Oh shit, man. Wow. This is the job I took. This is the job I took. Listen, Brett is no angel. We know. And Joe, I mean, imagine how Joe feels. You know, imagine how Joe's watching this and is thinking to himself, man, what the fuck are you doing out here? Are you not an all-star? Do you think, aren't you, don't you want to be a superstar? Who are you? Who are you? At least Joe was sitting at the sideline this time. Usually he'd be, he'd be disappeared somewhere. I don't know who's going to like grab this team by the fucking throat. When I'm watching guys laughing and smiling. They think it's funny. They think it's funny to go out there and get blown out in Cleveland. Cleveland's been trash. Trash. Every time LeBron leaves, it's a dumpster fire there. And we're going to get blown out by them. We couldn't stop them last year. We can't stop them this year. And we're a fucking joke, honestly. We're a joke. We play, uh, who do we play now? I think we play the Raptors next. The Raptors are struggling. The Raptors are going to look to come off, come for a win. Uh, then we played the Magic. The Magic are playing well. You, you you can look at this game and convince yourself we could lose all five of these games right here. I promise you that. We won't, but you can convince yourself just because you don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know, I'm exhausted. COVID's got me tired and sick. The, that game last night took – oh, let's talk about the, the Eagles real quick. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to spend too much time about the Eagles. I just want to talk Philly sports. This is a Philly weekend. That's what it was. I'm in on Jalen Hurts. I'm going to be real with you. I'm in on Jalen. You're not going to convince me that Jalen is bad. I'm watching people shit on Jalen. It's his third start in the NFL. Carson's rookie year wasn't great. I'm going to be honest with you. We saw these flashes from Carson that were like, oh, this dude could be legit, right? He's making all these crazy throws. You're seeing these flashes that are telling you he could be great. Turnover prone like shit, but it's fine. He could be good. 
Same thing here. The first two games, Jalen looked incredible. Last game, especially going against Kyler. I mean, he looked incredible with none of the weapons. Let's not forget people. It's like funny. It's 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 funny watching people who are like Storms Carson Wentz fans come in and try to shit on Kyler without by removing the excuses that were part of Car- Carson's defense. Wait, did did the offensive line get better for Kyler? For, for for I mean, shit on 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 on. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyler. Shit on Jalen without any of the defenses. That Carson had. So did did the offensive line get better for Jalen? No. Did the receivers get better for Jalen? No. Did the defense get better for Jalen? Not really. I mean, they're playing a little bit more inspired, but did they get better? No. Did our offense score more points those first two games than they scored all season? Yeah. We didn't score a lot yesterday. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I am not one who is critical of Doug Peterson. You know what I mean? Do I think Doug is the best coach in the NFL? No, I don't think Doug's the best coach in the NFL. Do I think Doug is a good coach? Yeah. I When I watch people shit on Doug for being aggressive, I, I just tell them, hold fast. Because let's remember that Doug's aggressiveness won us a Super Bowl. That's how you win us. You win, we won a Super Bowl because Doug was aggressive. Because Doug was aggressive at that time. You know what I mean? His aggressiveness, sometimes you lose on it, sometimes you win on it, for sure. And last night was a time where we actually lost because Doug wasn't aggressive for some reason. Doug let Jalen go. Let him rip. There was, after we scored the first two touchdowns, for whatever reason, we go three and out, I think, the next two possessions, if I, if I remember correctly. And Jalen, I can't remember. There's a lot of fog because of the trash sixers. And those two possessions were possessions that Jalen, it's just way too, just conservative. Why are we, what is this conservative ass play? Like third and six, we run the option. And I don't mind the option, except that everyone knows the option is now coming because it's a super productive play for Jalen. How about this? Why don't you let Jalen drop back for a second? If he sees the pass, make it. If not, go. Let Jalen design his own runs off of pass plays. Jalen, one thing I can appreciate about Jalen, this is the problem with Carson. Carson's indecisiveness is what killed him this year. And listen, Carson had the MVP year, no question about it. We're not going to forget that. He tore his ACL. He hasn't been the same since. Let's not forget that either. I think people, especially in the NFL and the NBA too, if you're watching basketball, you're watching the NFL, you're seeing guys come back from ACL injuries and they're no longer hampered by them. And you're and you're getting too accustomed to thinking that that's the norm. When for a very long time, ACL injuries meant that guys would come back 75% of themselves. You know what I mean? And when you're a quarterback, it's especially bad because when you come back as a quarterback, the whole reason why they they created the play, the defense, the, the defenseless receiver play, the defenseless, uh, I'm sorry, the defenseless quarterback play, all of that was because quarterbacks where you're, you're sitting in a pocket, you're looking down the field, and yeah, you're going to get sacked, but if you're getting blindsided constantly, now your your quarterback is wrong. You're ruining the psyche of someone. So when a quarterback tears his ACL, he's constantly worried in the pocket of someone hitting him in the legs. And when you got a trash offensive line, it's only going to make them gun shy. It's going to make them whatever. Well, that's what happened with Carson. I don't see quarterbacks bounce back from situations like that. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen a quarterback look as bad as Carson looked this year and seen him bounce back. Let's look at Cam Newton. He ain't been the same. He he went to the Super Bowl. After that, was not the same. And he's been tra- He's been 
going down since. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. Ever since then, he hasn't been good. Now, this year he's been a little bit better, but no one's going to say he's good. You know what I mean? RG3, remember, was going to be rookie, should have been rookie of the year, arguably. I mean, Andrew Luck played, no, was he rookie of the year? I can't remember right now. Andrew Luck played great, but had a ton of interceptions. RG3 played great, tears his ACL, was never the same since. That happens. Guys get their ACLs torn, they really don't come back the same sometimes. That's what looks like happened with Carson, unfortunately. Carson looked really, really bad this year, unfortunately. The other problem is there's been a million reports of Carson, of, of Doug being tired of Carson changing the play at the line of scrimmage, right? Listen, I believe it. You want to know why? Because in the beginning, one of my favorite things about Carson was that he would read the defense, change the play, and then would get a positive play out of it. Well, what happens when you don't have talent on your team? Well, you're going to have to game plan to win. We don't have good receivers. We don't have a good offensive line. And now Carson wants to change the play, and he's getting, he's getting sacked. He's throwing turnovers. He's fumbling the ball. Carson didn't play well. Sorry to say that. I've never seen a quarterback bounce back. I think it's over for Carson, arguably. Probably his best bet is to go back with Frank Reich. So you have a, a whole litany of shit. ACL tear. Frank Reich leaves. We don't know which one is actually the reason behind it. We don't know what it is. The, 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 the psyche, the damage it does to a psyche to do too much when he watches his team win a Super Bowl while he's sitting on the sideline hurt. There's a million things that go in play here. We don't know which one it is, but it's probably all of them. But in one thing, and I don't think Carson bounces back from that. I think Jalen has what it takes. I think you got to build a team around the kid. You spend a second round draft pick on him. Listen, you don't, you don't draft someone in the second round so that he can just be a throwaway. You don't. I'm sorry. You don't draft quarterbacks in the second round for him to be throwaways. You don't. Jalen looks like he's good. He looks really, really good. I think at times last night, we were way too conservative on offense. I think we should let him rip a little bit. At the end of the game, he throws that interception, doing too much. No question. That wasn't a good throw. The fumble, not well, the fumble, that fumble should have been overturned. Let's be clear. That fumble, what, I don't know what the refs are calling, but I don't know what the refs are doing. NFL refs are abysmal. I mean, they just are. Uh, NBA refs aren't much better. NFL refs are abysmal. That should have been overturned. That's not a fumble. You can't prove that the ball is coming loose when his first knee goes down. You, you know, there is no proof of that. You know, it, on one hand, it's smart to call it a fumble because if you err on that side, you're able to go and review it. Whereas if you say it's not a fumble, or if you say it's not a fumble, they, 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 if you automatically call it a fumble, you can't go back and review if it's a fumble. So it's good to err on the side of saying it's a fumble so that you can go back and review it and get it right. Except in this case, you got it wrong again. You know, and it's a pivotal situation right there. Jalen Dayton played great yesterday. I thought on the, those those two scoring drives, he looked fucking excellent. He looked measured. We were game we game planned, uh, put together a great game plan, ran all over them, made good throws, Tommy throws. The bomb to, to to Deshaun was a hell of a pass. I thought he looked great. Honestly, I thought he looked really, really well. I thought he looked really good last night until the second half, our game plans are saying they, they somehow we get outcoached by Mike McCarthy. I mean, that's problematic at best. And the worst thing that happened, honestly, the worst thing that happened was Flesh gets injured. Once Flesher gets injured, our defense falls apart. That's the difference of the game. Once Fletcher gets injured, they start driving on us like it's nothing. You know what I mean? That to me is a difference of the game. You know? So that's what it is. That that's all I'm gonna say. You know, it's a disappointing year. I didn't want to win last night. Who wants to win and go into the playoffs? With a, we're four nine and one. I mean, for, we're, yeah, four nine and one. You want to go into the playoffs with a six nine and one team? Fuck no. Who wants to watch that? Someone has to go into the playoffs from our team. None of them deserve to go into the playoffs from from from, from the East. 
no one in the NFC East deserves to be in the playoffs. They should, for one year, make the exception and put a different team in. Put the fucking Bears in or some dumb shit. You know, no one really wants to watch the Bears either, but whatever. They're better than us. Better than anyone else in the NFC East. Put the Bears in or fucking put, I I don't even know. Everyone in the NFC kind of sucks. Everyone's pretty trash. But put the, I don't know, whatever. We don't deserve to be there, though. I promise you that. No one here in the NFC East does. Um, so whatever. That Philly sports, what a shitty weekend for Philly sports, right? It's terrible. On, on, uh, started good on Saturday. Sunday, you go in high hopes. And then dashed, crushed as you're watching us lose. And then the news after, Joel's out. And then the news after, Sixers suck. Ben isn't good. God damn. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got to say, everyone. Everyone, wash your hands. Yo, COVID sucks, man. You know what I mean? I, I can't say it enough. This is this just sucks. Wake up today sick for whatever reason. I, you know, you can't you don't even know on given days what's happening. Um, wash your hands. I don't even know what this podcast is gonna sound. Like. I hope it's good. Wash your hands, everyone. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. Arrest the cops that killed Brian Taylor. Sick of watching Ben Simmons. Maybe we should trade for James. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm almost. I promise, I'm almost there. Everyone, stay safe. Yo. Uh. 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 Yeah. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my mind. Used to come.